Welcome to the Open Forum in the Villages Florida podcast. In this show we talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs and interesting folks who live here in the villages, to give perspectives of what is happening here in the villages. We hope to add a new episode most Fridays at 9am. We are a listener-supported podcast. You can become a supporter for as little as $3 per month, or you can choose to pay more. To become a supporter go to openforminthevillages.com and click on support in the black box. There will be shoutouts for supporters in episodes. In season 4, we have made some dramatic improvements and changes. First is a clarification of the podcast's title. It is Open Forum in the Villages Florida to make clear that this is a regional show, independently produced for folks who live in Central Florida and the Villages areas. Second is a dramatic increase in the use of AI in the creation of each episode. These include a transcript of each show. Please understand that there may be errors inserted by the AI that may not be caught before the transcript is published. However, this is a dramatic step forward. We will now include chapter markers for each show. The show description text will be AI-generated. In fact, the show's announcers are now all AI voices, including me, Emily. Hope you enjoy. This is Mike Roth on Open Forum in the Villages. I'm here today with Vicki Griffith. Vicki is the founder of At Breakthrough. Teaches a process of losing weight without dieting, drop-dead workouts, or giving up chocolate. I love chocolate, Vicki. <laughs> she will teach you how to lose weight, keep it off without anxiety, and stop sabotaging your efforts. She's also an author. She's written two books. The first one is Stuck Up, A Breakthrough Path to Unstuck. And her second book is You Can Be Right About Everything and Still Have Nothing. Vicki's a professional speaker, a licensed minister, and a certified hypnotherapist. Thanks for joining me today, Vicki. Thank you for the invitation. I'm excited to be here. I've been told that you have infectious enthusiasm and a deceptively low-key casual speaking approach. That was someone in the audience that I spoke with, and I am honored that she felt that way. Great. So you took audience feedback. I did. Vicki, let me start by asking you a question of what led you to this coaching business. Well, it all started at my birth, and you should see Mike's face about right now. <laughs> no, the truth of the matter is, I was always fat. I was a fat toddler, which is really cute, until you're about three. Mm-hmm. And I grew up being that chubby, husky child that was never asked to play with other children. Mm-hmm. I was the shy, reserved middle schooler and high schooler because I always felt out of sync with everyone else because of my weight problem. Mm-hmm. So that's how it all started was the self-esteem issues that I had. And I went on diets even at the age of 10. Mm-hmm. I was drinking diet soda and I still wasn't losing weight. And I would go on a fad diet and lose a ton of weight and gain it all back. And I started the yo-yo principle of on and off again and lose 20, 30 pounds, bring it back on. And it wasn't until I was about 16 Mm -hmm. that I came across a hypnotist for weight loss. Now, here's what's fascinating about that. The hypnosis was all around the diet, and this was a long time ago, and it was actually the keto diet, but it wasn't called that then. Mm -hmm. However, the hypnosis started bringing out a little more assertiveness in me. I would start raising my hand in class, and my teachers are like, where have you been? Mm -hmm. I've always been here. I always knew the answer, but I was too shy to raise my hand. Mm -hmm. So my teachers were just astounded at the change in my personality as I was. And that's what started me on the method of what's really the way we change in anything in our life, including releasing weight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, it took me many more years 
and into adulthood and having a child to finally get what I needed to do to release the weight and keep it off permanently. And I can tell you, I never gave up chocolate ever. Well, that's good. I like to have chocolate around. <laughs> Me too. So Vicki, it sounds like you were a chubby child. I was a very, that's very polite <laughs> to say I was a chubby child. I went from being a, a, a chubby child to being a way too thin teenager. Oh. I remember drinking drinks that my mom would buy that were labeled, you know, to put weight on, drink this. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. It didn't work. (laughs) So I stopped drinking them. Oh. (laughs) And and now I have to watch my weight. (laughs) So Vicki, what's the biggest challenge that your clients bring to you? Well, typically my clients will come to me for a couple of reasons. I am known as a weight loss coach, so they will come to me to lose weight and that they believe is their challenge. But I know that from my own experience, that wasn't, putting myself on a diet wasn't the answer. Exercising wasn't the answer. It's a part of the equation, but it wasn't the true answer. And so that's what they're coming to me for, is there's something going on in their lives that's causing pain that they're eating. Mm -hmm. And whatever that is needs to be uncovered and discovered so that we can eliminate that, heal that piece of it. And then eating healthy isn't a chore anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can still have chocolate, but not just, I don't know, I could i could eat a pound or two of chocolate <laughs> at a time when I was in those modes. You know the family-sized bags of potato chips? Yeah. No. I could eat those in one sitting. I consider that a single serving at one point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I eat four potato chips. Do you? And I say, man, that's too much for me. Oh, my goodness. I, I want to cut my portion size. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now, what you're saying to me sounds like you're addressing problems that the inner child has. That's very perceptive. And thank you for bringing that up. That's part of it, yes. So, a lot of our hurt, a lot of our discomfort comes from inner child work. You can have the most perfect life. I actually have had clients, they come to me and say, I had amazing parents. They loved me. They supported me. They gave me all the encouragement I could ever need. They gave me all the love and hugs I could ever want. But there's something wrong with me. (laughs) And most of us think that that's the issue is that we had dysfunctional families. Most of us did or do Mm -hmm. (laughs) still. (laughs) I think that's going to be a perpetual thing, dysfunctional families. Right. But the damage that maybe you should define inner child for our audience. When we have some incident in our lives, could be good or bad, could be happy or sad, it gets imprinted in us at that age. Mm -hmm. So let's say for an example, this actually happened to me, was running in a pasture with three other children. And the grass was about waist high to mm-hmm. all of us. And we're running down the two track field that the tractor had made. And all of a sudden, a six to eight foot black snake went across our path. Mm-hmm. Now, one of us had a total meltdown mm-hmm. and was frightened from snakes forever and ever for the rest of her life. The other two were curious, didn't go run after it. After mm-hmm. it, you know, they were kind of they're okay with it. And then the fourth one was like, ah, oh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they could pet it if they wanted to, but they just like, yeah, no big deal. So that type of experience imprints on us at that age. And we relive it throughout our entire lives until we address the trauma. And that's loosely in, you know, air quotes. Mm-hmm. You can see me because everyone has a different definition of trauma. That And that creates the trauma in ourselves that we reenact throughout our entire life. Right. 
it's my belief you have to address that trauma and, so to speak, kill it. To get it can it. be dissolved. That sounds like it's a very painful, I don't want to kill anything. Well, dissolve is a better word. Dissolve, yeah, dissolve it for sure. Yeah, okay, good. And what happens if people don't address these early childhood traumas, which they carry around in their subconscious mind for the rest of their life? Well, they'll keep reliving the same experience over and over again. So for my weight loss clients, and by the way, talking about the subconscious mind, when you're trying to let go of weight, that's how you, you say it. You either let go of it or release it. We don't want to lose anything. Because the subconscious mind goes, oh, wait a minute, I just lost something. I need to go find it and freaks out a little bit. Okay. So we don't use weight loss, but I use it for marketing purposes because that's what people that's what people are saying. So what happens if they don't, let's say for a person who's wanting to release some weight, if they don't address these traumas, then the behavior and the habit will continue to kind of rev its evil head mm-hmm. until you do something about it. So in other words, somebody who is eating a lot, maybe they're eating a lot of ice cream Mm -hmm. and they're not really sure why. Mm -hmm. And they eat it at a certain time of night and they eat a pint or more. Okay. That issue really resolves in trying to comfort that inner child from something that's happened decades maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be 15, 20, 30, 40 years or even 60 years. Mm-hmm. And because they've never addressed that. Now, some people also say, I don't know what that would be. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's okay. The subconscious mind knows. And it's mm-hmm. kept it very safe and tucked away for you. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to know what it was or what it could be. We can still help you dissolve the trauma around it. Mm-hmm. And realize trauma, it sounds like it's huge, a huge thing that might have happened in your life. Trauma can come from someone saying something negative to you as a child. You're too stupid. What's wrong with you? How come you never get this right? Um, You're too slow. You're too fast. You're too fat, skinny, tall, all those things. Mm -hmm. Those can create that trauma that we're talking about. When someone is six years old, something very simple that's said or happens can cause a trauma and it gets hidden. Mm -hmm. Uh, For many years, I trained salespeople and I would run into the occasional salesperson who was untrainable. And I would send them out for EMDR therapy. Mm-hmm. I move into desensitization and reprocessing. And for about 90% of the people, we cured the problem in two sessions, which was amazingly fast. It is amazingly fast. And these techniques, I love the techniques because they are quick and fast and they're not painful. You don't have to sob for hours. You don't have right, to, right. you know, curl up in a small ball, that type of thing. And, and you, you don't want to do two years of psychotherapy. Right. To find something you could find in two hours of EMDR or hypnotism. Right, exactly. Uh, and, and EMDR and hypnotism are two different things. Vicki, maybe you can talk about a common myth that needs to be debunked about white weight loss. Absolutely. And here is the most common experience for someone who decides that Monday morning is their diet day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call it the National Diet Day. Every Monday Mm -hmm. is National Diet Day. Mm -hmm. Everyone starts their diet on Monday. And they think that they need to start with a food plan Mm -hmm. and an exercise plan. So sweat as much as you can and eat only celery. (laughs) That's typically (laughs) what a dieter will do. And they eat less exercise more right and that's that's kind of and there's truth to that there is truth but to it's, that. Not but it's not a hundred percent it's not a hundred percent because you're eating outside of a food fan plan for a reason mm-hmm. right we're going to take a short break here and listen to a alzheimer's tip from dr 
Craig Curtis. What is the diagnostic process to split the difference between someone who has Alzheimer's and someone who has a different form of dementia? That's a great question, Mike. So Alzheimer's disease in the past was a clinical diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And we would talk to the patient and the family and they would tell us about this progressive memory loss and maybe other symptoms that had been occurring, been occurring over the past three to five years. Mm-hmm. And we would simply test their memory and maybe wait another year or two and retest their memory to look for decline. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's completely different. As a matter of fact, now our diagnostic process involves actually looking for amyloid in the brain, which we now know causes Alzheimer's disease. How do you see amyloid in the brain? We can see amyloid in the brain using PET scans, which is the most common way. And now we're working on using blood tests, which are going to be coming out in the next few years. In fact, there's already one blood test that is FDA cleared to detect amyloid in the blood, which is reflecting amyloid in the brain. And that would be the differential between another type of dementia and Alzheimer's. Yes, sir. With over 20 years of experience studying brain health, Dr. Curtis's goal is to educate the village's community on how to live a longer, healthier life. To learn more, visit his website, craigcurtismd.com or call 352-500-5252 to attend a free seminar. And we're back here with Vicki Griffith. Vicki, what do you wish you would have known at the beginning of the weight loss journey that you didn't know? Mm, That's a really interesting question because I've learned a lot throughout the journey. And the, I guess what I was just talking about, the biggest myth, knowing that that wasn't the way to be successful on any food food plan to help release weight was number one. But number two was I needed to go on a mental diet first before I could be successful keeping off the 70 pounds I have for 20 years. What do you mean by a mental diet? For myself and many of my clients, most of us are so self-critical and self-judging that that had to stop first. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about, many of it comes from, many of that self-taught comes from childhood, mm-hmm. someone else telling you about you that's not true. But the mental diet was about saying no to that criticism and judgment every time I heard myself thinking it or saying it. And I can tell you the first week was just excruciating because I hadn't realized how negatively I talked to myself in my thoughts or even in my words. So you you had negative self-talk that you didn't know about. I wasn't listening. But it was going on in your head. It was going on in my head. And that again is that inner child saying, hello, I need some help here. I need support. But I wasn't listening. And how many of us would turn away a three or four year old that came running up to you in the grocery store just beside themselves because they're afraid. You would pick them up and Mm -hmm. you would comfort them. We don't do that to ourselves. Mm. So that's one of the things I wish I would have known is self-love to that inner child Mm -hmm. and go on a mental diet first. A mental diet. A mental diet. The criticism and judgment that we say to ourselves and start dissolving it. And replace it with? Well, at first you don't have to replace it with anything. First all you have to do is just deny it. Nope, not going to go there. I, I got to the point where I started using and I'm unwilling to move further in this conversation because I know what the results would be. And the results would be I'd be eating that family size bag of potato chip. Okay. Okay. So I, I got to that point where it's kind of stern as well mm-hmm. with myself. But the, the first part of it was just saying no. And that's what was excruciating because I was saying no, it seemed like every three or four seconds. And I just hadn't realized I was so negative to myself. Mm. Didn't know you could say no to yourself three, three or four times yeah. a second. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I always like to add a joke into the show, lighten up the mood a little bit for my grandson, Evan. Vicki, why can't you tell a joke around a glass? Hmm. I'm curious. Why can't you tell a joke around a glass? It would break up. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to love that one. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> okay. I've been accused of that. Okay. Vicki, can you tell us a little bit about the two books that you wrote? and how they're available today? Absolutely. We're both available on Amazon. So you just look up Vicki Griffith and look up Stucked Up, or you can be right about everything. The first book was written about kind of about my journey. Mm-hmm. It's very, very personal. So it's biographical? So it Yes. However, I had a really good friend who'd written like nine books, and she mm-hmm. said, this is about you. You need to, you want to help people, correct? I'm like, yes. So it does have exercises for people based on my stories. Mm-hmm. The reason it got published is I always intended to publish it, but I put it off for about three years. So is it a hardcover or a it's soft pa- book? They're both paperback. Mm-hmm. Or you can get them on Kindle. Mm-hmm. And I put it off for three years and I had a really good friend who ministered to the women in prison. Mm. And I gave her a copy, the manuscript, and I said, please read this for me and let me know if you think this will help people. And she took it and read the first chapter to the women that she was ministering. And she came back to me and she said, you have to publish this book. She goes, people were crying, they were laughing, they were like having ahas about this, you have to. So with her encouragement as well, is how I published it. So How many years ago was that? 2012. Okay. And then the last book, You Can Be Right About Everything and Still Have Nothing, is based on a girlfriend. And we were sitting in the car having a great day. We were getting ready to go into another store. We were shopping, going out for lunch. You know, kind of a girl's day, just Mm -hmm. having fun. And then all of a sudden, before we got out of the car, she said to me, he did it again. And I was rather confused (laughs) about what we were talking about. Change in subject there. And she she said it again. He did it again. What? Yeah. I went in to wash some clothes and the washing machine was on cold and I don't wash things on cold. He must have turned it on cold, but he wouldn't admit he put it. I mean, she was just going on and on and on. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) That was pretty intense about how unhappy she was because of this little scenario about the cold water wash and him not admitting it and took her home a few hours later I get this call I'm heading to the hospital will you meet me there I'm having a heart attack from the same lady the same lady and I and I I stood in the hospital where they're doing all their tests and and I'm watching her in the room with her and I, I I was just floored by how she was so willing to be right she was willing to die for her opinion over a cold water washing knob on yeah knob on the washing machine so um, that's where that came from you can, you can be right about everything and still have nothing but what it's really about is it's not about those little petty things that happen in our lives it's about our belief systems that we keep proving right although they're not serving us. Mm-hmm. And that is where that book came from. So you keep trying to be right in these belief systems that are oh so wrong and they're, causing you to overeat. They're archaic from mm-hmm. the old inner child. Right. Is that what's happening? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yet your mind keeps trying to prove it right because that's what it knows. Mm-hmm. That's the habits it is in. And so that's what the book's about is how to dissolve those so that you can create new habits that will actually serve in the purpose that you have for your health, for your family, for relationships, for money and finances. Mm-hmm. Now, is that book also available on Amazon? It is. Mm-hmm. Also a soft cover? It is also a soft, soft cover and on Kindle. 
Mm -hmm. Are either books available as an audio book yet? Oh, not. We'll, we'll have to talk about turning <laughs> yes, it into we'll, an audio book We'll for talk you. about that. Okay. Do you have a gift to share with our audience? I do, and I'm so excited about it. So thanks for asking. I created a five series of videos that are about a couple minutes long, and it shows a technique that I still use today, but is the one that helped me kind of bridge over that needing to eat, that craving. Does it sound like you have many food cravings, but coming from the food background that and the weight background that I've come, cravings for potato chips or chocolate, chocolate peanuts or one of my mm. favorite. Peanuts dipped in chocolate is my favorite. I used to love those. Chocolate chip cookies, chocolate cake, anything chocolate is kind of my deal. But um, You're not alone. <laughs> Good to know. A lot of people, you know, uh, my wife knows if we go into a restaurant and, the, and they have a delicious looking chocolate cake, I'm going to save her over the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that that experience of lack of control it gets to the point where it feels like you just can't control it anymore mm -hmm. i created this video series it's called crush cravings mm -hmm. you can go to crushcravings.com it's absolutely free put in your name and your email address and you'll start getting the series of videos to watch you can crush your cravings in 30 seconds or less and it it is true it really works now the crushcravings.com dot com yeah mm -hmm. so it's not a youtube video it is not a YouTube video. It is, well, you opt in and they are, they are videos. They are housed on YouTube, but it's not a YouTube link. Okay. And how many of them are there? I believe there's five. So it takes you through different steps on how to do it. And over what period of time should someone listen to each one of the five? Well, you could listen to them back to back mm -hmm. as long as you're following along with the videos. So you can pause mm -hmm. and do the step. Mm -hmm. You could do one at a time, and then in a couple of days, do the second one. So there's no real process or procedure. It's whatever works for you. Some people, they like to, to binge watch, right? Mm -hmm. I, my husband and I, we binge watch a lot of TV shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that became might, a habit during the... Yeah, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, or you can, so you can do them all at once. Like I said, they're like a minute to five minutes long each. Mm -hmm. And there's five of them. So how many people have actually listened to them? Thousands at this point. I've mm -hmm. kind of lost count. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thousands. That sounds like a good thing. So give our listeners the name to go to on the web. It's crushcravings.com. Mm -hmm. And after they've listened to it and, and followed the procedures, their cravings for chocolate will be gone. It can be. I've actually given many demonstrations in mm -hmm. the villages, in the area, in a lot of the clubs, and people have come, contacted me 10 years later and said, I want you to know I gave up chocolate. My first response is, I don't know if I should say congratulations or apologize, so please let me know how I'm supposed to respond to this. And most of them will say things like, no, you don't, you don't understand. I was eating a pound of Hershey Kisses a day. Mm-hmm. Or I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And now the thought process around it is gone. And it's freeing. When you stop that feeling of being out of out of control, it's so freeing to feel like you're in control. Mm -hmm. Are there some prerequisites that people have to be in a certain state of mind for your work and uh, methodology to work? Hmm. My first response is no. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we've been conditioned to think that everything has to be a process. Mm-hmm. So the only process is really to have an open mind, mm -hmm. to go into it with curiosity, mm -hmm. to try it and see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it's, it's a, actually a fabulous technique. 
that you can use in other areas in your life. And it is one of the techniques I use with my clients to help relieve some of this childhood trauma or experiences. It's not always childhood. Sometimes it's in our 20s or 30s or 40s, something that happened to mm-hmm. relieve that so that they can move forward in their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's very fascinating and it happens quickly. I've noticed that there's a, a syndrome with people who've lost their spouses here in the villages mm-hmm. where they've been married for 30 or more years and all of a sudden the spouse is gone even after a two-year illness that they have a recovery period. Yeah, there are five stages of grieving and I can come back for a whole other show on that. Okay, well, <laughs> but, let's not do that one But today. yeah, there is a transition time and it's it's good for people to know that and honor it. Um, these techniques can help people move through it much quicker and faster if they choose to. Some people don't think that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's her belief system. I'm, I'm working with a client right now who has pain in her back and her hip. Mm-hmm. So very severe that for go, she's going for shots here soon. But yet with one session, she could actually stand up out of her chair without pain in that moment in time. So it can help. I'm not saying that she's not going to go further with the doctors that she's seeing and perhaps even the shot. That wasn't our objective. Our objective was to give her some, some relief. And it all came from grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vicki, if some of our listeners want to get a hold of you after they've heard this podcast, how should they do that? You're welcome to go to VickiGriffith.com, mm-hmm. and there is plenty of spaces there where you can contact me and even set up an appointment with me so it fits your calendar. Good. And where is your office for an appointment? Well, I actually work on Zoom and to the phone. So I work with people all over the country and even in Canada. So anyone who's so, hearing this, yeah. any place in the world. Mm-hmm can ask for an appointment electronically with you. Correct. And you guys can work out a specific time to get together on the web. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great. Hey, thanks for being with us today, Vicki. Well, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks. Remember, our next episode will be released next Friday at 9 a.m. Should you want to become a major supporter of the show or have questions, please contact us at mike at rothvoice.com. This is a shout out for supporters. Greg Pangian, Tweet Coleman, Dan Capellan, Ed Williams, Alvin Stenzel, and major supporter Dr. Craig Curtis at K2 in the Villages. We will be hearing more from Dr. Curtis with short Alzheimer's tips each week. If you know someone who should be on the show, contact us at mike at rothvoice.com. We thank everyone for listening to the show. The content of the show is copyrighted by Rothvoice 2023. All rights reserved.